All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. All right, we're broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang, two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, without further ado, right now we're going to be joined by Nick Moore, Express News Longhorn beat writer. How you doing this afternoon, Nick? I'm hanging in there. How y'all doing? I'm doing all right, man. I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule because I know it's been a whirlwind for you for the last 24, 48 hours. But, of course, the reason why we're here talking to you today, uh, you know, Nick, of course, I would like to have been talking to you about, you know, Texas finding their way back up to that number two spot they had here in the next couple of weeks. But we had an incident that took place in Austin in regards to their head coach. Everybody kind of knows the story by now. So before I get into really uh, what you know of the details, where are we at right now with everything in regards? to has anything changed or have you heard anything possibly changing with this um indefinite suspension uh without pay changing to something else so what are you hearing what is the latest yeah so right now we're everything's kind of status quo as it was from yesterday um you know the university after beard um, had posted his bond and was released about a few hours after that the university uh issued a statement saying that chris beard was going to be suspended without pay um, Rodney Terry, their associate head coach who previously coached at UTEP and Fresno State, came over with Beard when he, when he got the job in 2021. He ended up serving as the acting head coach for last night's game against Rice. Now, the team has not committed to Terry moving forward. Um, the statement officially said that he was only going to be their acting coach for last night's game. And speaking with a few team sources, they, they do expect that it will be Terry moving forward, you know, for Sunday's game against Stanford and for as long as this suspension um, is ongoing. But nothing has been official right now. I know um, UT President Jay Hartzell, Athletic Director Chris Del Conte, they're, they're having discussions about that right now. I, I don't expect any major announcements um, today, and I don't expect to hear any new statements from, from Chris Beard. Um, you know, I've reached out to his attorney again for another comment yesterday while he was leaving the courthouse. You know, his attorney declined to comment, but he did issue a statement saying, um, you know, he believed that Chris Beard was innocent of all the charges. Um, so, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But for right now, um, Chris Beard's indefinite suspension is still holding. Uh, nothing new on that front, and we're just kind of moving forward. I'm, I'm expecting that they'll announce Rodney Terry, We'll continue on in that acting head coach role, but nothing has been made official at this moment. Again, we're joined by Nick Moyle, Express News Longhorn beat writer uh, for UT. Okay, well, Nick, listen to you answer my question. It kind of sounds like you're talking into future like you. And look, I read the police report last night because I knew we were going to have you on um, and I read it and um to be honest with you, there's two things. For one, I was kind of after reading, I was kind of surprised because the tone that his lawyer had, in my opinion, was kind of saying something like this is really just out of this is just ridiculous. This is just my clients. And and I get it. Most lawyers are going to say that regardless. But then when I read the report and, uh, you know, and then there's something in there, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Chris Beard letting the cops know that you seem like, hey, I've got some on recording. I'm not the aggressor. And then they asked him to play it. He said no. But when I read that report and it just bringing this part up, because the way you're talking, you're saying, hey, we haven't heard anything confirmed by Rodney Terry, but that's who we expected from your tone. And even me reading that report, 
I mean, how do you I mean, how do you bring him back? I mean, can you bring him back? I mean, I know this is the guy that they wanted. I mean, again, I've always said that they went ahead and just said, hey, we're not going to let Texas Tech build a basketball powerhouse in the state of Texas under our watch. And, you know, they went out and got him and the guy went to a final four, went to the championship game, didn't win it. And then really he has a damn good, you know, team this year. And I just feel with the new arena and everything going on, is this a harder decision than you think it is or do you think this is like no way you bring this guy back and this is just pretty much kicking the can down the street and we're prolonging the inevitable that you're going to have to let him go yeah i mean like you said you know reading the arrest report obviously really disturbing details um and yes you know there was a point um where where beard had told the austin police officers that responded that he had audio proving that he was not the primary aggressor they asked if he was willing to share those recordings he declined to do so and I think you're also spot on about, you know, his attorney's statement. It was very forceful, not only saying that Beard's completely innocent, but also that, you know, the complainant, you know, um, the woman who he you know allegedly assaulted and strangled wanted all those charges dropped. Now, it's really interesting that he would say that because he's, he's not representing her. Um, we have not heard anything from her side of the story at this point, but there's been nothing to indicate that she does want to have these charges dropped. And for him to say that, you know, before really a lot of this information had been released, I think was was a little bit stunning. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that in, in one of these situations before. Um, but, yeah, you look at the arrest report, you know, um, the woman alleged that Chris Beard, you know, choked her out from behind. She had bites marks on her. She had bruises all over her leg. You know, he, she alleged that he threw her off the bed, um, said that she did not feel safe. He was just going nuts, could not breathe. And, you know, she, she appeared to have, you know, um, had been strangled. You know, she could not breathe. She was struggling to breathe. Um, so the arrest report paints a really disturbing picture. And I think for anybody that's read it or even has kind of seen some snippets of it, it would really be almost unfathomable to, to think that they could trot Chris Beard back out there um, unless they, they really know something that we don't know, something really that could, could reverse this story. I don't know what that could possibly be at this point. Um, I thought even yesterday they kind of waited a little bit long to, to really announce the suspension. I know there's a lot of legalese that needs to go through, and there were, there's internal conversations about who to name as the acting head coach. Um, but I think it's, you know, it was a little bit slow moving yesterday just because of how, you know, kind of shocking and, and kind of scary these details were. Um, and I think the thing right now is, you know, Texas, the players, the coaches, they were all stunned as we were. They're not 100% sure moving forward, you know, if Chris Beard is going to be back on the court again. You know, speaking to Terry after the game, he said he had not spoken with Chris Beard yesterday since he was released. Um, he did not say whether Beard had been in contact with the team. Um, we didn't speak to the players last night after the game, which I think is totally understandable. You know, this is this is not on them to to step up and answer for, you know, their, their grown head coach. Um, but Rodney Terry said, look, he's not sure moving forward what the situation is going to be like. Like I said, I do believe it's going to be him going forward for that Stanford game and, you know, beyond that in the regular season, as long as the suspension's ongoing. Um, but I think you, if you were to read the report, I mean, it looks like these are obviously fireable offenses. And if, if you just go to the, um, the language in Chris Beard's contract, you know, obviously any conduct that results in a felony, and Chris Beard is facing a third-degree felony, which carries up to 10 years in prison, you know, they, they could obviously terminate him without having to pay out the full guaranteed deal. So that does give them an out here. But it, clearly they're still having those discussions. They have not made a quick move on that decision yet. We're going to see how the rest of this week plays out. Kind of hoping that we'll hear something from the athletic director, Chris Del Conte, at some point. I have not had a chance to speak with him yet. Um, But as of right now, you know, I think everything's a little bit in limbo. Um, But like you said, I I would be 
really shocked um, and kind of mortified a little bit if we were to see him back out on the court, especially you know so soon after something like this happened. But apparently there's, there's still a small possibility of that happening at this point. Yeah, again, we're joined by Nick Moyle, uh, Express News Longhorn beat writer. Yeah, you know, Nick, you touched on there on your on your answer there about the uh, kind of the surprising of a little bit the delay, kind of, but you know, even announcing that hey, he's suspended indefinitely, and then really, you know, here we're going on a little bit past three o'clock Central Standard Time, and we still haven't heard he's let go and been fired. And I started thinking, I was like, you know, in my opinion, if this Let's just say, for example, because for one, they've got standard clauses. You know this because I saw the standard clause they've got in all UT coaches uh, in regards to conduct and arrest and stuff. But I started thinking, I was like, you know what? To me personally, if this was to be Steve Sarkeesian and this would have went down and, and maybe you can say his past or his situation with USC, you know, he was battling alcoholism and all that. But I feel like due to the fact and I'm not saying his tenure so far has been horrible at Texas, but they haven't qualified for, you know, uh, a final four in college football that, you know, they didn't they're not playing. The, they didn't play in the Big 12 championship game. I feel that this was Steve Sarkeesian. They would have let him go already. I think to me with Chris Beard, this is a guy they targeted. This is a guy that has a track record at Texas Tech that went to a finals. And also you look at the new arena, Texas. We don't know really when this is going to get turned around to quote unquote have Texas football back. I just feel like, yes, it's cut and dry. You read it. I read it. You know, again, it's her word. It's what a cop put down, what they have to do. But I'm with you. I don't see how he comes back from this based off of what UT stands for, what they're in their clause. And I think the only reason, in my opinion, that they're dragging their feet a little bit, haven't been fired, is because they're really figuring out a ways. Is there any way we can really find a way to keep this guy? And I'm not really down with just having a suspension indefinitely. If they would just suspend him for another a whole year, to me, you might as well just fire him. But what I would say and ask you uh, to clarify uh, clearly, because I've heard some couple things, I just want to know if this is true or not. Now, first off, uh, one thing, is there a current player on Texas? Isn't there a current player on Texas that's caught up that's facing some type of battery charges as well? Freshman point guard, uh, Arterio Morris, he was arrested um, this summer, I believe it was early June, on a domestic disturbance call. And, you know, he is facing charges of, you know, domestic abuse. Apparently he'd gotten into an altercation with his girlfriend. And it's not a felony charge. It is a misdemeanor charge. But we'd actually, you know, we'd, we'd pressed Chris Beard and Del Conte about that prior to the season because Arterio Morris, you know, as far as we know, you know, he, he did not serve any sort of suspension. There was no discipline handed down. He's obviously still playing with the team now. Um, that case is still pending in court. I actually believe they're supposed to be. He's supposed to have a hearing tomorrow in uh, Denton, Denton County. Um, but, yeah, nothing, no suspension, nothing handed down. And we pressed Beard about that multiple times. And he kind of said, you know, the Title IX office was dealing with that. He just kind of kept pushing it off and off. But I think that was a little bit, you know, unsettling, too, to, you know, this was a very – scary situation you know apparently he had he'd abused his ex-girlfriend he'd sent her pictures uh, i believe there was a snapchat picture of him you know holstering a gun or something like that um just really you know troubling stuff and for him to you know not be suspended or disciplined or removed from the team or, or anything like that i think was was really jarring and we asked about it multiple times and we kind of kept getting the same answer but yeah to answer your question yesterday so they do still have morris on the team and he is he is playing Hey, well, before we get you out of here, um, 
Nick, let me ask you this. Let's just turn the page and assume, you know, we're both going to be right and he has to go. Uh, let's talk about Rodney Terry because this is a game. I watched some of this last night, not all of it, but look, Rice, I'm not saying Rice was a terrible team. I mean, I think they only had one loss coming in that game, but that's not a team you would expect to take overtime for Texas, but you can understand what the kids have been through. But talk to me about Rodney Terry because I don't care. I don't you know, cover the team is closed, but through certain channels, Rodney Terry, I'm hearing that this is more than just an assistant coach. Like him and Chris Beard are pretty tight. Like they're close. So explain to me how much awkward this could be for Rodney if he is the guy named and what do you know about him? And do you think that he can lead this program? You know, whether he gets an extension last year, can he lead this program in 2022? Because I'm looking at a team that should at least be a sweet 16 team. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're looking for what's your thoughts on that before we get you out of here. Yeah, you know, obviously you're looking at a team that was, you know, the number two team in the nation. They're a top 10 team right now. They, this is probably the most talented collection of guys that they've had in a really long time, really good veterans, a couple really good freshmen. Uh, Dylan Mitchell, it's like a lottery pick. This is a team that, you know, should make a deep march run, Sweet 16 at the, at the least. And, you know, that was kind of the goal coming into this year. Last year kind of felt like a stepping stone, a building block for them. But, yeah, I mean, the way that everybody has described it to us and, you know, sort of the way that I've seen it play out is Rodney Perry really has kind of served as the co-head coach of this team. Um, you know, he was a head coach prior to this. He was at Fresno State from 2011 to 18, and then he was UTEP's head coach from 2018 to 21, and he, he willingly left the UTEP job. You know, they wanted to keep him there, but he decided to leave UTEP and join Chris Beard as his associate head coach. Um, and, you know, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, they have that kind of title, you know, and name only. But this is really kind of a shared duty sort of thing. Um, and, you know, the guys all have a lot of great respect for Terry. He's been on the scene for a really long time. You know, he grew up in Angleton, played at, played at St. Ed's. Um, you know, he coached high school ball for a while. He's been, he was at Baylor. He was a uh, Rick Barnes assistant. Um, you know, him and Chris Beard are very close. So this, so this could be an awkward situation because even talking to him last night after the game, he said, you know, Chris Beard is like a brother to me. He loves the university, um, you know, without kind of getting into the details of the allegations. Um, just kind of talking about, you know, what Beard's done for him and kind of the relationship that they have. They're, they're very close to one another. Um, and I think he was probably as jarred as, as all of us and, and even more so since he has such a close relationship with him. But, look, if Terry can kind of right the ship and, you know, keep everything on track while – while this investigation is ongoing and while the whole beard situation plays out. And I think Texas would, you know, really realistically look at him as, as their future head coach. Now I think Del Conte is a guy who really likes splashy hires. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I have to have to get rid of beard. He'll, he'll take a peek around and see what's on the market. But if there's, if there's nobody that he really wants to bring in and, you know, Texas does kind of thrive under Terry and find their footing, then I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. It would be a really strange way to end up as the head coach of the basketball team. But it's certainly in play just because Terry's a really respected guy. And, every, and all the guys on the team, they listen to him. He's revered. He, he got them together yesterday for a meeting on what was an emotional day. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot worse people that you could have in this situation to lead the team than Rodney Terry. All right, Nick, man. Good stuff today, man. Good stuff. Definitely look forward to talking to you again as after this plays out and before we get to tournament time, man. But I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I know it's been crazy 48 hours for you, but man, I appreciate you taking time talking to us today, man. I look forward to talking to you again soon. No problem. Looking forward to being back. All right. Again, Nick Moyle, Express News, Longhorn Beat Rider. Good information. Um, and normally I don't do stuff like I'm, I'm not a police report reader guy unless it's just something, you know. I, I'm just not in, especially when it comes to, you know, high profile coaches. But I had to read this because I know Nick was on it. I know because the rumors were circling that this was a female. Could it be a female? I'm thinking like, well, look, if this happened at his house at two o'clock in the morning, if it ain't his wife 
or is it now we know it's his fiance, then it's got to be a mistress or somebody showing up at two o'clock trying to, and he just flipped out. And I ain't trying to be funny. It's one of those two at two o'clock at your home, you know, or it could have been because there was reports that it was his daughter's boyfriend or something like that. But now we know because the police report and it just again, it sucks for the time. I mean, it, this is bad any any way around. But really, if you look at the momentum of the program and you consider and that's why I brought it up to Nick, you look at where the football program is. And I really believe that. OK, if this was Steve Sarkeesian. Go back up. If this was Shaka. <laughs> spend it with pay. Man, they would have that press. They would have had a press conference at the state capitol at eight o'clock in the morning. Like, hey, Shaka's out here. OK, we don't. But it's all seriousness. If this was Steve Sarkeesian. Gone. He's gone. The reason why I feel that Nick feels like this is dragging on and this is going because there are some there's at least one person that has a vote, maybe two that is trying to look at everything. They're looking at dollar signs and they're looking at the energy of this program and the energy in that crowd and that new arena they play in. And they're trying to figure out every kind of reason that they can find a way just to keep go away, but keep him on board. That's my opinion. When we get back, I want to revisit that Arizona Cardinals take. I know we had some few people that tried to call in. Mike, we had somebody else. We had some phone difficulties. Martin, so if you want, yeah. yeah, if you want to call back, go ahead. We've got that fishing calls back. But I want to touch on some NFL, finish my Arizona take. And I want to get into this Jet situation because I have a take on that. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor. Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. 
Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. You get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Straight off the lot, three hundred cash, and the car came with a blend in it. All right, back here on the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We've been broadcasting from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pendleton Whiskey. Pendleton Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glazier fed spring water is added from Mount Hood, which is Oregon's highest peak. Pendleton Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich, complex favor. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Velocity Tour. That is Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-976. All right, we got Martin and Mike back on the phone. Before we go to them, um, there's some Facebook comments that are coming in, and I want to circle back to the jet situation with Zach Wilson. Uh, first of all, we've got Xavier Marino checking in with two. Uh, I, you normally only read one, but he's got two that I've got to respond for, especially the first one. Xavier Marino is checking in and says, Brittany Griner should have to sign, sing the national anthem at her first WNBA game this coming up season. First of all, Xavier, I would ask you, why is that? Why do you say that? But I'm going to go ahead and assume that I know why you said that. And this is one of the things that really has made my butt itch regarding this situation. This whole thing, and again, it's I get it, the era we live in, social media and everything, anything go viral. Okay, but this whole notion when this one, oh, I bet you she'll stand up now. She hates this country. I bet you she'll live. She won't live for the... Stop it. Like, we, we know why... WNBA players, NBA players, football, we know why they were kneeling. Like, so stop it trying to take this situation if that's what you were pertaining to. And until you come up with a better solution, and you better come better than Robert DeGriffin the third did, because I ain't buying that bull. I meant to say, I meant to say bugaboos. Yeah, that's it. Get out of here, Robert. Okay. Rob Parker was about 10 years early. Terrible. You just didn't know what that meant. You used that word as a black man and didn't even know that was offense. Even Steve Young looked at you. Susie Colbert, okay, Adam, even they knew. But anyway, back to Xavier. What are you talking about, Xavier? What is why? Why would she have to sing the national anthem? That's just crazy. First of all, we don't even know if she's going to come back to the WNBA. Now, her life is never going to be the same. She has a total different perspective on life. And then your next point kind of lets me know. And like I said, don't never. I'm never going to insult somebody's intelligence. I don't know because I'm not doing that, Xavier. Because I like Xavier because he listens to the show. Regardless if I disagree with him or he's out there fishing, starting to search stoop. Okay. He has another. How does beer get banned from entering his own home? I don't know, Xavier. It's called a restraining order. Okay. I don't know if you're married, if you're single, but if you are married or the day you do get married or if you have another significant other and y'all stay on the same roof. Of try and this is all allegedly this was in the police report but you go try choking out your significant other and being physical with her and see if you can enter the, the house the same day or the next day and see what happens I mean come on Xavier really I mean come on man 
Come on. Keep it going. What else we got up there? Anybody else that's commenting in? Uh, let's see who else we got here. Well, Frank's checked in. Uh, he was giving us an update on the cup. Yeah, it's final. Argentina's 3-0. Um, but moving on. So before we go to the phones, um, let me go back to the Jets thing because I pretty much laid the Arizona Cardinals situation out pretty thoroughly, in my opinion, that they're really screwed. Um, you know, and that would be more his contract would be more story. Like I said, the Christmas list of guys that need to send Russell. Wilson and the and, and the C in the Miss Wilson family and the Wilson family should say thank you cards for taking just being as whatever quirky as you want to be and taking all the attention from a lot of other people that their offenses are ranked 27 and there's some other contracts out there looking at. So I've already made that thorough. But moving forward to the Zach Wilson, because I'm bringing this up because me and you talked about this a few weeks ago. And my point before we had Nick on, I was saying, look. I understood why they did it at the time. I mean, he's a young guy. This is a guy that should have been a red flag because you were never voted captain at BYU. That is a red flag. Okay. As a talented that I think that he does have skill sets of talent due to the fact that you're BYU and you were what the number three pick overall or two second pick overall, and you never got voted captain. That is alarming. I understood why they benched him. I also understood. And that's why I pushed you back. Like, look, if white continues to win, Zach's not coming back. Now, granted, this team is different, and they play a little bit harder on both sides of the ball when White's in there. But back a little bit to your point, where I've kind of shifted on this, where they've lost me, is because, again, like you alluded to, he's 6-2 and two as a starter. White has come in and lost two out of three. Now, granted, they look like they're going lively. If you're not going to go back to Zach now, because it looks like White's going to finish the season, then really the way I can read it now, this is turned into a timeout that was supposed to be just a timeout. Go to your room. Don't come out till we tell you we're taking the phone and everything else. You haven't treated your brother and sister, right? This, this turning from that to now what the vibe is telling me, uh, we probably going to be moving on from you. We missed. It ain't you. And if that's the case, I would still say that's a little bit unfair to Zach. I mean, everybody, I mean, we know, women mature better faster than men anyway but there's some guys that take a long time mature i'm 40 i'll be 46 in a couple months i don't think i've matured all the way to be honest with you so i would think that's a little bit harsh but that's what it tells me because you thought he was going to be gone they were going to be going back to him by now and i told you like that's not happening if they win but the reason why i'm revisiting is because they're losing I don't care if it's hard fought. I don't care if it came down to this. I don't care if it was a t They're losing. He's the number two overall pick. You got him on a rookie contract. You got a lot of young. Why not just go ahead and put him back in and see how he finished if, if you're not winning? Now, maybe it changes if they get a limit. I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt. They, they're looking pretty good for a wild card. I mean, they got some big games coming up. But I just think that this they're telling us that we missed it. And let me tell you, if that is the case, the only credit I will give them a little bit is because I preached this on the show for a while in years. It takes a lot for a general sales manager, a general sales manager, a GM of the of a team, almost like a general sales manager. You got to sell the, the owner and the fans the vision. So, yeah, general sales manager, but no, a GM. It is, you know, it's hard to sit there and admit when you're wrong and you're not going to get fired. He's not getting fired from even if he missed on Zach, that gym. Look at now. I've always said you can't screw up those picks the way they had. 
You'd have to be the Browns or somebody like that over the history. But you can't screw up those picks that they had. You can't screw that up. You know who else is going to be in that situation this year? Probably Seattle. So due to the fact that he hit on all those, which wasn't hard, but you can still miss, he's not going to get fired just because they missed on Zach Wilson, which is the hardest position to predict in the NFL. But I will say, I got to give him a little kudos that this is it. I think it's a little harsh because if we're talking about maturity, he can mature. I think he's got skill sets to be an NFL quarterback. Okay. Would I take him for a team that I have interest in? Maybe not. But I think that he's earned to get a chance maturity. But they're telling me they're moving on. But if they do, I got to give him a little credit because that is not easy to do for GMs that got job security to sit there and say we messed up. Prime example. I'm telling you, I got to keep the streak strong. This is whether this would be day seven. They weren't even in the docket, but I'm going to work them in. Perfect example of what's going on with the 49ers. Okay. Hey, find a way. I'm only going to do it organically. If I can bring him up organic, I'm not going to force because I made the point. Y'all saw it. Your doubters out there, your Dallas, not all of you, but some of you Cowboy Nation that just basically was talking nasty to me. Okay. And I ain't talking about the kind of nasty talk I normally like. I'm talking about nasty, just ugly things. Now you should basically pipe it down a little bit after that game this weekend. But to my point, do you think, and I, and I, look, he learned from one of the best front offices in the league, speaking of John Lynch, when he spent them time shadowing up in Colorado. But do you, and I love John Lynch, you put on that uniform in Colorado, but do you think he's going to come out and admit anytime soon that he might have made a mistake on on Trey? I mean, because if you look at the look at this, this tilts two birds and one stone, and then we'll get to the phones. I was thinking about this too. I was up late last night. I was also thinking this. This guy being Mr. Irrelevant, pick 299, the way he's looked coming off the bench and the way he looked Sunday, and I want to see him on the road. Let him go on the road. I said that Friday. I said, watch, he's going to have a good game, but I'll even say, even though I got the pom-poms out for the 49ers, the goal rush, I'll go ahead and wait till the season of the road. I'm also not going to change what I said, that I don't think he looks like this or can walk into a situation with a team that's a playoff-bound, not Super Bowl-bound expectation, but even playoff-bound and perform like that. It's the guy with the headset on. But even with that said, think about what he looks like compared to the opportunities, which a guy that I thought, you know, I didn't see too many games up there. His team, uh, speaking of um, Trey Lance, he doesn't, he, you know, his games wasn't on TV. So I can only go by most people like, okay, I can see the upside. I can see why they moved up. So I didn't have a problem with it. But when you look at the games he's got in, even last year and early on the first couple games this year before he got hurt, and you go look at Brock Purdy, who looks like 299, and I think that's fair for me to say that, but I'm going to do it for the sake of this segment. But who looks like the 299 pick and who looks like the guy they moved up for the only positive thing that's going to come out of this, but so my and the other thing I was up late thinking like because that that was one thing like hey when is John is John no my point is what the Jets are doing John ain't doing that anytime soon and they're going to compete for a Super Bowl this year. The also thing is like look, how many I mean if this is more than just a product of Kyle Shanahan 
And let's say this guy, this kid goes to the NFC championship game or goes to the toaster in the big for the big one. What is it like? What does this really tell you about how many scouts and how many people missed on this guy in the NFL? You know, going six round like Tom Brady going all that. That's one thing. Getting Mr. Irrelevant and end up maybe being the guy that rise from the ashes in San Francisco by the Bay. And he's the guy that outlasts Jimmy that outlasts. Uh, you know, Lance, I've got to look as as a guy that got passed. I'm looking at some other GMs like, damn, I knew I didn't like him in Iowa State, but I don't get, I get paid to talk to radio. I don't get paid to scout talent like that. What the hell was everybody else thinking? But it is probably not everybody's got Kyle Shanahan, but that's my point. Marinate on that. Think about that. And all the positive things that's going to come out of that, they're going to have a riches of quarterbacks to recoup some of them picks. Like, even if they got to recoup these first rounds, they got so if Brock goes out, can you imagine the offers they're going to get if Brock Purdy goes and takes this team to the NFC Championship game? There's only one team I believe that can stop them. And that's the team that's probably going to have home field advantage. And I don't even know if they can do it. Unless they get more injuries, speaking of the 49ers. He's probably going to be playing an NFC Championship game. Can you imagine the offers the 49ers are going to get for him this offseason? Because there's going to because it's it's a short, always desperate, hard position to pick. 1-800-707-9760. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Martin. Martin, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone. What's going on, Martin? What's going on, gentlemen? And? And I, I can tell you what, uh, T.Y. Hilton, uh, I don't think he's going to do much for Dallas. Uh I think that window was fixing to close on Dallas because uh, Jerry made a mistake when he uh, gave uh, AT&T Stadium to Ezekiel. Um, and also, I was going to comment on the 49ers, but um, I'll comment on what you said about Chaka, if he would have been the basketball coach. Hey, he's doing a good job at Marquette, guys. You have a good day. Uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, he has. He has, Martin. We, I've touched on that the last couple of days. I just think it's... Uh, you know, I, I really wanted to cover this Chris Beard situation, but that's one of the questions I would love to, to ask Nick to see if he could put a finger on why Shaka wasn't successful here and he is having early success in Marquette. I think it has a lot to do with the recruiting and his pipelines. I just think that up part of that region in the country fits him better. But um, but no, nah, he would have been let go. I think Steve Sarkeesian would have been fired already because they would have looked at it like, you know what, Dan, we can get out of that contract. Well, you know what, let's go out fishing again because let's get back in this. Let's see. They would have. You know, I don't think uh, Archie Manning recruiting win would have been able to save Steve Sarkeesian for this taking this long with letting him go because it's in his contract, too. He's got the same language in his contract. But you put an arena that old Matthew McConaughey pushed for for years and you put that resource in and it's been electric in there. The games I've seen them on TV, it's it's a, it's electric crowd in there. Money and you look at where the program's at, the football program. And you look at the momentum they got. At the end of the day, this college is big business, man. Big business. Donors want to see return, ROI, return on their investment. That's why we haven't heard of firing yet. And if we don't hear one by the time I'm on tomorrow, but we come on tomorrow, then I will know like, hey, man, what I mean... Unless this police, unless whoever showed up and did the police report, unless they were trying to make a name for themselves, or like, damn, it's Chris Beard. Yeah, I'm gonna ride. Well, let's put this up. You know, and I doubt that happened. Don't want to shame the Austin Police Department. 
But unless there's really something that the police department botched this police report, there's that. And I don't understand. And maybe he's thinking lawyer vice, but I do not understand why Chris Beard, if you, if I really got audio and the cops telling me, and I know what's up, why wouldn't you play that? It makes me wonder, do you really have it? 1-800-707-976. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports ground here on ticket 760-1300 zone. What's up, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I wanted to comment on a couple of things, man. First of all, I want to say, uh, I don't know if you went over this because I was having problems hearing your show earlier with, with Mike Leach at uh, Mississippi State, man. Um, good coach. You know, he's been around the game for a lot of long, lot of years, put a lot of people in the NFL, you know, died at 61 years of age, bad deal going on in Mississippi State. Uh, and also, I wanted to say something about the um, situation with the Dallas Cowboys at, o at um, Odell Beckham. I think the Cowboys made the right decision. Odell you know, he, he hurt himself when he talking about he might not be ready until the playoffs. The Cowboys, they were looking for somebody to come in and maybe learn the offense, you know, the final four games of the year, get him get him ready for the playoffs. And it was clear that Odell is not going to be ready in uh, December. So they had to make a move and go with this T.Y. guy. And I think that'll be the better deal in the, in the long run because he can at least, you know, have three or four weeks before the playoffs start to get uh, acclimated with the Cowboys offense. And I thank you for taking my call today. All right, Mike. Thanks for the phone call. Yes, we did. Of course, we touched on Mike Leach. We talked about it early in the show, um, a.k.a. the Pirate. Just a sad situation. Um, definitely still young. 61 to die that young is still not that old. Um, but, yeah, we talked about it. And and on the T.Y., look, first of all, Odell didn't screw himself on anything, Mike. Odell knew all the – Odell was the recruit that knew he was going to go to this university, but he had four recruiting trips lined up, and he still wants to take them because I'm never probably going to go to that state again. Odell wanted to get his attention. He wanted to be courtside at American Airlines Arena in Dallas while the Mavericks are playing next with Luka Doncic and walking in the scene. He wanted, he knew that he wasn't. So to me, I kind of disagree because I think long-term, probably Odell would have been better because I feel think Odell's looking for a two, three-year deal. I just think Dallas and Jerry try to sell it to his fans like we trying to get him for the playoff push. I think long-haul Odell would probably be better because I'll tell you, I don't know what Odell's coming back out of this surgery, but the one thing I ain't brought about T.Y., go see when the last time he's completed a full uh, schedule for the Colts. And if he's coming right out straight, if they work him too hard, like if they give him a 10-8 play package, he's going to pull a hammy. Watch. They got to ease him in, but I think long haul Odell would still come out better. Okay. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. All right. Also, I want to say special thanks to Nick Moore from the Express News beat writer from Longhorns checking in, giving us the whole Chris Bird update. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning before you hit the snooze button, before you're out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind it, peace, see you tomorrow.